What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Picks and Picks Podcast. Nick, Scotty, Coach Steve, all back in the saddle for you this week. Absolutely massive slate of games this weekend all across Europe, so we cannot wait to get into it. Boys, coming off of a 5-5 five and five week last week, that being said, a couple of plus money bangers in there, uh, up 1.12 units. Our game of the week cashes again, moves to 10-3 and three on the season. Patreon, the prop bets were absolutely on fire. I think we picked up three or four units there as well. I'm feeling pretty good. How are you guys? Yeah, definitely winning. That's the main name of this game. So credit credits credit to you. I think Coach had a really good week. My week was so so, but I did Coach get carried to see the team. Liverpool. Coach carried the team, but in, in in my defense, I did get to see Liverpool win a game for the first time in what feels like months. So I feel like a winner. Yeah, winning winning some games is uh, always important after a rough patch, right? I, my my patron props did really well. I'm proud of that. I I had um, it was a Rashford anytime score, De Bruyne assist, and I had the Tony every anytime score. So that would those were big for our patrons. Hopefully, more people will join in and uh, start riding that wave with us because yeah, we were up I think oh, about four units on the patron props. You know, our <laughs> overall locks weren't the best week, but still plus money, and that's what matters. Hundred percent, five and five. We did not lose. Um, you talked about Tony anytime goal scorer. So just for, for context, we were all back and forth on that, including it or not. Um, I don't know if you guys saw this weekend, Gary Lineker, who like for my money is like the most underrated English player of all time right now, most certainly the best English pundit on TV. This dude was like, he's calling the game and he's like, Tony gets up there and you know, as soon as he's up at the spot kick, you know, you got to bet on him, right? He's like, oh, I'm sure Tony's bet on himself too. <laughs> and they had to like cut him <laughs> yeah. off. Yeah, no shying away from that for, for Gary. But hey, fair play because it's probably true. Fucking loved it. Absolutely quality. Um, so like I said, guys, we got a we got a hell of a fucking slate this week. Let's get right into it. Let's let's do some buy or sell. Um, massive slate here. England, Chelsea, Liverpool. Gosh, I mean, if you Talked about this game at the beginning of the year. We'd be talking about it very differently. Both teams stink right now. This is the early Saturday morning game. Buy or sell either of these teams finishing top four. Liverpool plus 175. Chelsea plus 1,200. Who could turn it around, if anybody? Yeah, it's it's definitely an interesting situation that both of these clubs find themselves in. Um, you're talking about... Both teams were in the the League Cup final and the FA Cup final last year. Obviously, Liverpool coming out on top for both of those. But to consider where they were, you know, basically at the top of both league competitions or League Cup competitions and now finding themselves in ninth and tenth place, uh, respectively, it's it's not great. Um, Chelsea, you know, gets there by spending half a billion dollars on new players, uh, bringing in all sorts of new blood that just has not fit um potter you know people want to give him time and i think they should but he definitely hasn't blown anyone out of the water that's for sure Um, meanwhile liverpool i think their criticism is they're bringing in plenty of attacking talent but one they can't really seem to stay healthy and and two their midfield needs to be addressed Um, yeah i am of the of the thought process that midfield is in definitely a transition and it's going to be a longer overhaul than maybe some people are hoping for but um you know time will tell at, at some point right there's only so much money to go around right and and listen i think you know the, the other piece that's going off liverpool is obviously they're, they're up for sale um so there's this idea that 
if FSG are trying to sell a, a majority stake, then it doesn't really make sense for them to dump two, 300 million pounds into, um, you know, player recruitment when the new owners may have different approach or they may have, um, you know, a, a different valuation for some of those talents. So, um, they're probably just waiting for the dust to settle there. We'll see how that shakes out. But, um, you know, I, I think Klopp has a plan. Um, we've talked about it on here before. Like I'm very much a believer that unless you're going to be a state owned club, you have to kind of operate under the U S model where there's windows to win titles. Um, Liverpool's window pretty much ended last season. And so now they're in a little bit of a rebuilding phase, probably take a season or two, but as long as Klopp is bought in, he's not freaking out. I'm not really concerned about it. It's just got to, ride the wave until, until it comes ashore. So, so one thing, coach, I want to level set before you go. Um, both teams currently on 28 points. Um, Liverpool does have a game in hand on Chelsea. So both are about, um, oh shit, about 10 points out of that top four spot. So to see Liverpool sitting at plus 175, that, that doesn't, that seems really short to me. I think that plus 1200 is a little more in line with, with where these teams should be. What do you think coach? I mean, the fact that the top four, you said plus 175 for Liverpool. Is that what I'm reading right here on the doc? How are they plus 175 to finish top four right now? It's been a season-long thing where books have constantly over It it makes no sense to me. I I don't see them making up 10 points on Newcastle or on United, and they're certainly not making up more than on an Arsenal City. So that would be the the worst possible bet you could make with – even a dollar right now in my but, but here but here's the one thing i'll say not not that i'm advocating for it because i i started off the segment saying that line is stupid is it far-fetched for them to jump fulham brighton and brentford to get right into that fifth spot tottenham even tottenham was terrible i i mean it's not far-fetched for them to get really really close but plus 175 seems short it it, it seems short and even you know, when you're talking top four you, you have to jump one two three four five teams at minimum right it's like at some point, the season gets too short to make up that much ground. When teams like Brighton and Fulham and Brentford are playing as well as they are, picking up points against some of the big clubs and and really holding their own, I don't see how they jump that many sides. Even if they get hot, I don't see them getting 10 points hotter than United at this point because look at what United just did this past weekend, right? Look at Newcastle finding a way to win against a very tough Fulham side and just getting results. So plus one, one seven five, very short. I think the plus 1,200 for Chelsea is probably in line to where you expect a big club that's struggling the way they are. Um, this match, you know, you're just looking at heading into it, the, the injury list for both clubs, you know, Liverpool, so without Firmino, I mean, Arthur doesn't really count Jota, Diaz, Nunez, Van Dyke are all on the injured list. Yeah. Uh, and then you go to Chelsea, Fofana, Chilwell, James, Zakaria, Conte, um, Broha, Pulisic, Mendy, Sterling, and then Jao Felix suspended already. So it's really like a war of attrition type match, right? Yeah. yeah, you call it a war of attrition. I'm, you know, I call it the toilet bowl. It's it's basically every Premier League, US-based Premier fan worst nightmare where it's like you have the early 7.30 a.m. East Coast time, heaven forbid you're West Coast. So you feel obligated to get for it. It's Chelsea-Liverpool, so you feel like it should be big, but it's you just know the product is going to be terrible. It's going to be a painful match. I mean, even if Liverpool come away with something out of it, it's probably not going to be an entertaining one. And it's not you're not going to feel good about the result either way. So it just it kind of sucks, but I'll be up and tweeting so you guys can watch my misery real time. So let's I mean let's go back to the original question. I think we're we're both we're all selling both of these teams in the top four. hundred percent easy sell. Yeah. Okay. So what about this game? Liverpool minus 115, Chelsea plus 295, 
draw plus 285. Do you guys like Liverpool to get it done? I'll ask Steve first. I know Scotty has got – Scotty is pessimistic on Liverpool. I see it. I can almost see this being like a 1-1 draw kind of match where both teams know they need a result, but both teams also know they can't lose, and they're both playing a lot of substitute players. I'm, I'm going to look at the draw no bet at this point for like a Chelsea. Chelsea draw no bet minus uh, – or rather plus 195 might be worth a crack. Um, they're at least coming off a win last weekend. Maybe they maybe they have a little more confidence – because I don't, I don't, I don't really buy either team to win. But if you're going to take a shot on something, I'm going to take the better odds in the team that won the match last week. I think even yeah. double chance for Chelsea minus one ten. I mean, here's the here's the benefit that Chelsea have. They don't have a midweek game. Liverpool just had to play yep. a game against Wolverhampton, so a little bit more rested, still banged up, but at least the guys that are healthy will have a full week of rest. Liverpool, I don't know what their lineup is going to be because you know they played okay against Wolverhampton given that it's Wolverhampton, but they played a lot of their young kids who have been the ones that have performed better. Um, I would expect that you'll see the likes of Henderson and Fabinho starting who have been pretty poor this season. Um, You'll probably see Trent playing right back and he's been pretty, you know, hit or miss. Um, His defense has always been lacking whether or not he creates enough offensively to offset that has gone up and down. Uh, And then the forwards, you know, I'm sure Gakpo will be playing and, and Salah will be playing, but, you know, if Nunez isn't playing, I don't know who you, who you slot in up there. Ox hasn't really done great in the false nine. Uh, I would prefer to see like a Carvalho or an Elliot, but, you know, Klopp has been kind of loyal to, to these guys that are senior players and giving them a chance to, you know, break through the funk. So if Klopp kind of continues that old lineup, uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see Chelsea get a result. The other thing is this feels like a game where whoever scores first is just going to kind of anchor in and try to hold on. Um, and we know Liverpool's record with conceding first. So I think that's a big problem area. All right. I'm going to disagree with you both. I'm going to buy Liverpool in this spot at minus 115. I like that number. Um, and I just think Chelsea are worse. And I think their results overall have been worse. And I think they have a lot more trouble scoring goals. And I, I just, I mean, Havertz has been okay, I guess, lately. Um, but I don't see them scoring too. And even with Virgil out, I just, I don't know. I, I don't really see it. Um, I, I think Pool gets some sort of result here. I guess if we're calling a draw a result, uh, I think Pool gets something out of this match. Um, so I, I don't hate what you're thinking on that double chance for Chelsea, coach. But I, I think Pool at minus one fifteen is a good number, and um, just feels to me like they they pull out a win in this game. Uh, let's move on to the next derby game here in, in England. We have Manchester United at Arsenal. United coming off of a, uh, what we would like to call a controversial yet very impressive two goal comeback against City. Um, Arsenal coming off of the smack job that they put on Tottenham, where I don't think that game was ever in question. Um, are you buying or selling United getting a key result back to back weeks against this title favorite? United plus 275, Arsenal minus 105, draw plus 265. I'll sell it. Um, I think United were fortunate to get the win that they did. Um, obviously, there was the controversial offside, not offside goal uh, that kind of seemed offside to me. Back. I, I think that was that. That I think the general consensus is he was definitely offside. Yeah. I think there's just a it was a missed call, and then the the referee association had to kind of play you know defend our guy um, in the public type of uh, position. So I think it was pretty clearly an offside. That that obviously gets a lot of momentum going. Probably changes how things play. I also think that um, the city, 
it's we'll talk about I'll talk about my picks, but Pep has this knack. Stinker. Yeah, well, well, Pep has this knack for like trying to like prove that he's this great manager, and it's not just the fact that he has a blank checkbook and can bring in the Erling Hollands of the world whenever he wants. So he does all this tinkering with the lineups in like the worst times. Like we see it pop up in the yeah. Champions League all the time. They don't need to be tinkered with. Yeah, he did it again. I'm with you against United. So I, I think he, you know, United caught a break there. Um, so I, I don't buy it. I think. Arsenal is a well-oiled machine right now. Everything's clicking. You can see that when they score goals, like they're really working well as a team. I think the atmosphere is conducive to the, keeping that momentum going. So I, I can see United slipping up here. I, I think Arsenal minus 105, you know, at home seems to be the best bet. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna also back Arsenal. Remember, United is the only team that's beaten Arsenal so far in the league. Oh, I, if remember. I remember correctly. My Martinelli yeah. goal called back. I'll never yeah. fucking forget. Um, we're on the subject of the offside, controversial offside. All I know is City killed me because I had, I think it was a five team parlay or a, you know five match parlay. I parlayed this. That match was the seven thirty match, and all of the ten a.m. matches. And I went a couple like both teams to score, a couple you know draw no bets. And City was the only one I got wrong. And, of course, it was the first one. So it killed the whole thing before it even got started. And it's just, you know, you're kicking yourself after because it was so close. But yeah, at that point, you were hoping for the other ones to lose, you know? Yeah, yeah you almost want another one to lose at that point. Um, but I, I think Arsenal is going to be, you know, extra motivated. They're already motivated because they're, you know, in the lead for the title. And they're not going to want to give away any points to a team like United who's starting to creep up a little bit. United also has that midweek match, so Arsenal will be more rested. I think that can work in their favor, too. They've got, uh, I think it's Palace tomorrow on Wednesday, and we're recording on Tuesday. Um, so I'm going to back Arsenal minus 105. I wouldn't be shocked if United were to be able to find a way to get, like, a draw, but a draw is not also the worst thing in the world for a team like Arsenal because they're starting to build up a little cushion for themselves. I'm going to tell you what these odds and what this game reminds me of, and you tell me if I'm correct or absolutely nuts. But this sounds and looks an awful lot like a game we watched this past Friday, Napoli taking on Juventus, hosting Juventus. Mm. League leaders, nobody really expected them to be there at the beginning of the year. A lot to prove could be a statement game against that third, fourth, fifth place team that, you know, say what you want. But they're there, right? It's starting to creep up, right? That United with the the sneakiest fourth place you've ever fucking heard about in your life, right? Um. So I wonder if it's going to be a carbon copy of that. If if Arsenal really comes out and makes that statement, because I don't think the win over Tottenham was a statement. I don't think you guys do either, right? That was just a, a better team taking care of business. Um, United's got all, they're going to have all the confidence in the world coming into this game. And if Arsenal could do it at home, uh, to me, I mean, that that I don't want to say it locks up the title, but that proves to me that it's theirs to lose, right? Yeah, I can't lock up a title when uh, City and Pep are playing behind you. I mean, again, coming from experience, Liverpool had to deal with this for three consecutive seasons. That team will just find a way to to win games. Never drop points. Yeah. So (laughs) So I I think um, I just – the story for me is much better if Arsenal take care of business this game. Um, But also, hey, the top four goes into a little bit of chaos if United win. So cool. Um, if United win midweek and win that match, yeah, I think they're within three points. So yeah. that that's pretty wild. But I, I think it could be a statement game for Arsenal. And I, I think basically even money, probably too good to pass up. It was just last week that coach didn't consider Manchester United a title contender. Questioned me on that when I said it. But here we are. Here we are. Uh, let's skip over to Italy for... Two of the marquee matchups, uh, big, big, big battle for top four. Atalanta 
Traveling to Juve, Juve, as we just mentioned, coming off of the 5-1 smack job that Napoli laid down on them. Atalanta, on the other side, just uh, took out Salernitana, had their coach fired 8-2. I think there was, what, six goals in this game at halftime, something absolutely ridiculous. Um, so only three points separate these two clubs. So do you guys buy or sell Atalanta going to the Allianz, getting that result? They're plus 245, Juve's even money. Draw plus 235. Yeah, I'm just going to say to give this context, you mentioned that three points separate these two teams, but from second place Milan on 38 points, you have Juve and Inter on 37, Lazio, Atalanta, and Roma all on 34. So the race for the top four is 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 hot in Italy, right? It's going to be very uh, important matches like this when you come, come up against a team head-to-head. And I didn't get to watch the Atalanta match. I was just checking the scores during that time slot, and I kept texting you like, Holy crap, 6-1. And then it's like eight goals by the end of the match, like insane. Um, and the Juve, who was, you know, stellar on defense all season, had only given up seven in their first 17 matches, gave up five last week at the San Paolo to Napoli. The funny thing is here, Juve tends to be better at home. Adelanta tends to be better on the road. Adelanta's feeling good about themselves. Juve, not so much so. Part of me really wants to say Atalanta. We know we, we know we're rooting for Atalanta, right? Let's 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 put that aside, and we know Coach wants them to win. Yes and no. I I want to draw. Actually, as a Roma fan, I want to draw because a draw does Roma the most benefit uh, in this match and the next one we're going to talk about. So, as a fan, I want to draw. Um, both teams playing the Copa on Thursday as well, so they both have midweek matches: Atalanta against Spezia, Juve against Monza, and we've seen the Copa has been tricky for all the big teams so far. So, neither will probably have a cakewalk. Um, I think how Thursday goes could dictate this a little bit. If Juve goes and has a has an easy match against Monza, then maybe they start feeling good about themselves again and they, they can play their usual good defense at home. But if they ca- kind of have a little bit of a shaky start against Monza, maybe like the doubt starts to creep in. Maybe that early season Juve starts to come back. I am going to buy Atalanta being able to do it. I'm not saying it's a lock. Um... Right yeah, here, right. Just decisive, decisive yes or no right here. Atalanta, double chance, minus 140. Are you betting that? I would take a shot on it. Okay. And the other number I would take a shot on, uh, we were talking off the air beforehand when we were discussing some of the numbers. Atalanta team total over one and a half is plus 205 right now. Huge number. Stupid. Huge number for a team coming off an eight-goal performance. Scotty, where are you at on this one? All right, I'm going to like – I'm going to – I'm going to – Rain on this parade. Um, so Atalanta have yet to beat a team above them in the table. Yes. Um, last time I checked, Juve, Juve, sorry, not Juve are above them in the table. Uh, so I don't think there's a, a chance of them getting a result outside of maybe a draw. Um, I think the obviously the Napoli game is largely an aberration of, of Juve's performances defensively this season. So I don't see Atalanta getting two personally. I think one would be a great result for them. So if you're buying something, some form of result, I would rather put that money on the draw line because I don't think Atalanta's beating Juve in this one. Um, and your, the draw is what, plus 260 something? Plus, plus 235. Plus 235. I would do that over the the double chance personally. But I think Juve get this done. I think it's a bounce back for them. Um, I think there's a lot of pressure on them to kind of prove that you know this napoli game is is a one-off and it's not going to be something that's going to follow them the rest of the season so i'll take uve in this one and i would recommend coach if you're rooting for a draw maybe put money about, on the draw, about the draw? Yeah. <laughs> but it's then i'll be double the pass. to lose <laughs> 
Yeah, but it's better to lose that than than lose if it's a double chance, right? At least you sure. had a chance at plus yeah. two something rather than a yeah. minus one. Um, I tend to agree with Scott on this. Um, I, I don't necessarily want to, but I think we've seen the roller coaster that is Juve this year. Uh, the, the sky that was falling and and them crashing out of Champions League and everybody wanting the coach to be fired to their eight-game win streak where I don't think they gave up a goal or some shit like that. So, uh, right, we know they can do both. I think Scott is 100% right. They're not nearly as bad as that 5-1 result that just took place. That being said, there wasn't one single player in the midfield or defense that looked good in that game. Um, but also, you know, some of the guys they've been counting on have come back like Chiesa was largely ineffective. Um, so that's definitely troubling, but Atalanta hasn't been very good. Uh, you know, I'm sorry. And I, I know we have a lot of friends who are Atalanta fans, um, but they, they're like every other team that's in that top seven, right? Where they're just there by default because nobody's really that good. And, and I think that's the case here. I, I think Juve have been way, way, way better at home and a win here. Kind of erases all of that doubt that anybody's had. It probably cements them in the top four spot. Um, and, and I think that, I don't know. I mean, listen, we've, we've banned all bets on, on Juve, so I, I can't necessarily make a wager one way or another here. But I, I, I'm buying Juve to get a get a win here. I, I, I think they do. I just do. Uh, I won't be rooting for that, but I think it's going to happen. Like me, I'm sure you're rooting for the draw as a Lazio fan, right? You're rooting for both teams to drop points. I just don't want to see a fucking boring shit Allegri masterclass one nothing game. I mean, I'd rather yeah. see something a little more exciting. It'd be cool to see Atalanta win. I'd like to see where they can go um, because I'm all for a little bit of a shakeup in the top four, but we'll see what happens. Um, Moving on to your team, Nick. Yeah, Milan and Lazio. Um, so I, I don't know who's worse at this point. Um Milan blew that 2 nothing lead to Roma two weeks ago. They were eliminated from the Coppa Italia by a 10-man Torino. Uh, they didn't score a goal in that game, and they needed a massive comeback away to Lecce. Last week, they were down 2 nothing. I believe, at halftime, or if not, yes. very shortly yes. after halftime. Um, Lazio hasn't looked much better. Um, they, they blew two leads in three of the two of the past three weeks. Uh, they did beat Sassuolo last week, which was um, you know not very surprising. Sassuolo is terrible. Um, are you guys buying or selling a Milan or a Lazio rebound? Milan plus 110, Lazio plus 225, draw plus 230. Should be noted, Chiro Mobile is ruled out. Calf strain or calf tear or calf something uh, will not be playing. So I don't know where these Lazio goals are coming from. What do you guys think? Yeah, you kind of just spoiled it for me because I was going to buy the Milan on this one because of that information. So, yeah, I'm going to buy Milan. Um, we know Lazio's defense has been not great. Is that fair, Nick? Is that is that the That's best way That's very of fair. It? They've been they've um, been fucking terrible. So I, I think they're going to struggle to to keep Milan from you know maybe one goal. I I, I would almost look at the team total for Milan here because I feel like two or three is in play. Uh, and yeah, like you said, where the goal is going to come from Lazio if if not Chiro. Yeah, I I think. In in if with Chiro out, I think it gives Lazio a big blow, right? A team that has top four aspirations with the way the table stands right now, depending on how long he's out. Not only is this match very difficult for them, but finishing top four becomes very it was always going to be difficult for them, right? Yes. But this yes. just kind of makes it even more difficult. It, it might make them, you know, if he's out, and you you probably agree with me as a as a Lazio fan, if he's out for four to six weeks, say, 
that could make them that seventh place team. Definitely. You know, with, with the way and the he's, other and he's already playing. missed, I think three or four games yeah. this year. And they were very fortunate that they played like, you know, the bottom yep. third of the table at, and during that stretch and didn't really need them, but can't do that shit against Milan. No, no, definitely not. Um, in terms of buying, I'm going to buy Milan, even though it's on the road. I think plus one ten is a really good number considering the the Immobile absence. I think that's why you get such a big number on the Lazio side. Um, you know, is it possible Lazio finds a way to eke out a draw? I'm sure it is because, yeah. you know, Milan has had their struggles. You know, did Roma break them is what I've been joking around asking Nick because the you know, yes. they went, when they went and lost to a 10-man Torino and then barely scraped out a result against Lecce, I think psychologically that that blown lead had a had an effect on them because it kind of really gave Napoli a, a runaway on the title after the the way last weekend turned out. But um, I'm I'm going to buy Milan here at plus 110. I think they bounce back. They've got a lot of teams on their tail, and I think they want to try to solidify second place as much as they can. Scotty, uh, Milan team total over one and a half is even money. Yeah. So, so then, basically, would you rather have that or would you rather have the I'm money? I'm taking line? the plus 110 because if they get two goals, I think that's it. Yeah. I don't see Lazio getting two. I agree. Um, I, I think you guys know me well enough. I think if anybody's listened to this podcast in the past, they they know me well enough. Um, Lazio are who they are, and I, I pretty much had a, a good handle on their results so far this year. It's going to take an awful lot for them to beat Milan, um, even though Milan is in poor form. I just think the goals haven't been coming. Uh, Milinkovic Savage hasn't looked all that good since the World Cup. Luis Alberto has looked pretty amazing, um, so we'll give him that. But Lazio, without Chido, will have absolutely nothing going through the middle, nothing going through the right side. I don't know where Pedro or Anderson are going to line up. I don't know if any of these young guys are going to get in. Um, and if they are, they have yet to make an impact at all so far this year. Um, now, did Lazio beat Roma in a game that they were a huge underdog? Yes. Did they beat Inter in a game that they were a huge underdog? Yes. Um, but they also lost to... Juve and Napoli and um, I, I just I think Milan need this game a little bit more and, and I just can't see them blowing it I, I really can't plus 110 solid number yeah solid uh, number one and a half goals I mean I like that as well um, but but to Scott's point did Lazio get two goals I don't think they do so uh, Milan on the money line seems pretty fit pretty safe and I'm buying that as well all right, boys, let's get to the hat trick of picks, our locks of the week. Scotty, kick us off, dude. Yeah, so I'll start off with uh, a team that has recently given Liverpool lots of woe. Um, I'm going to go with Brighton team total over one and a half. It's minus 105. They're playing at Leicester City. We know Leicester City stink. Um, Liverpool beat Leicester City based off of two own goals from Leicester's defense. So I, I think this is a game where Brighton comes in. Trossard, who was uh, benched for getting basically getting a DUI, the, the British version of a DUI uh, against Liverpool. He should be back. Uh, this feels like an easy one. Uh, Brighton are going to be coming out. They're going to try and get off on the right foot, uh, especially playing away. They're not going to want to sit back. So I, I expect an early goal from Brighton and you know, even if Leicester get in and chip in on something, um, I don't expect Brighton to stay, take a step back. So uh, give me the over one and a half team total for Brighton minus one Oh five. Yeah. I'll just, I'll just ride that and say my first, the first pick that jumped out at me on this, you know, in Serie A in, in the premier league, there are a lot of numbers I really like this week, um, but Brighton money line plus one Oh five at Leicester. Um, they've continued to play well under Deserby. Uh, most recently beating Liverpool the Amex. Meanwhile, Leicester's still struggling for form. I'm going to take the hot side, and I, I think they keep it up, like Scotty said. 
Yes. Yes, they do. <laughs> Nothing to add. Um, coach, I'm going to your squad because they've been good to me for like the past five weeks. I feel like um, this number makes absolutely no sense. Roma on the money line, minus 130 at Spezia. Um, I've had you both double and triple check it for me to confirm that I'm reading it right. We might have just found the best bet of the year in Serie A. Uh, some people are saying that anyway. So the same Roma that finally learned how to score, which is two plus goals in two straight games, taking on the team that's in 15th place. Just too good to be true. Let's ride. All right. Second pick, I'm going to go with the other team that's caused Liverpool lots of oil in the past couple of weeks, and that's going to be Brentford Moneyline at Leeds. It's plus 175. Um, Coach and I have a lot of overlap here, so I'll spoil his pick a little bit. But I like the money line here at plus 175 because Leeds stink. Their defense stinks. <laughs> their midfield stinks. And frankly, they're they're lucky that Southampton, Everton, Wolverhampton, and Burnmouth exist because otherwise they'd be in major relegation trouble. <laughs> so uh, on the flip side, Brentford unbeaten in their last seven league matches. I think that's form that's likely to continue against a pretty weak lead side. We know that Leeds concedes goals nonstop. I will say Patrick Bamford scoring last weekend for the first time in like 18 months has thrown me off a little bit, um, but I don't think that that's a trend that I'm going to be concerned about yet. So maybe he comes back and and, and gives me something to to regret, but I like the plus 175 here a lot on the money line. Yeah, and, and I think part of the reason Scotty took the, the money line was because I had my picks in the dock first and I had Brentford draw no better already at plus 110. Kind of just to echo what Scotty said, I'm honestly surprised Leeds favored in this one, even at home based on form. The Beasts have been one of the league's biggest surprises in, in eighth. Ahead of, we mentioned ahead of Liverpool and Chelsea. I think if Newcastle and Fulham and Brighton had, hadn't been so good, the Bees would be the story of the season, really, in the Premier League. Yes. Um, hammered leads five two in the first match. I remember that was early on when Leeds looked okay, and I had taken leads in that match, kind of because I, I I do like their American contingent and Jesse Marsh, and and that bit me really bad. And uh, I'm not gonna make the same mistake here. Leeds is also playing a Wednesday FA Cup replay. Um, I think it was against Cardiff after they didn't weren't able to to beat them the first time around at at home. Um, so I'm gonna take the draw no bet just for the added security, but that money line that Scotty mentioned is definitely in play, no question about it. It might be a rat line, but I can't pass. I mean, up just based on form, how do you pass up that number? You right? It's crazy. You like you the only don't. way that it makes sense is that Vegas knows something that we don't, which is usually an indication that. You but guess what, guys? Way. They don't. This year they don't. Last year they didn't. We ride the hot hand. It's good to us. It's a double winner. The way I see. All it. I know is we, Scotty and I, are either double winning this week or double losing. Yeah, so it could be a great. <laughs> double week the for blocks are either going to be four and zero real quick or zero no, four real quick. No, do not put that out there because we are on <laughs> fucking fire. So don't worry about it. Set it and forget it. So I'm going to go to one of our featured games. You, you, you almost heard me talk myself out of this bet, but let me tell you why I love it. Lazio Milan over two and a half. It's minus one twenty. This was quite. Realistically, the only over two and a half that was minus money in Serie A this week, with the exception of like one of those smack, like Inter was playing like the last place team or something like that. Um, just trying to find whoa, why are all these plus money? These overs don't make sense. These teams both stink. They're not going to score. Okay. This game with the two leading strikers, hurt, not hurt, not playing. Milan's not getting goals lately. Their midfield looks terrible. Why is the over minus 120? Because it's going to hit. That's why. So Milan has, they're in, involved in three plus goal games, four straight. Lazio, three plus goal games in three of their last four. Um, 
Sassuolo did not score last match. So that was a 2 nothing win um, for Lazio. They're third and fifth in goals scored this year. So this minus 120 doesn't really make sense. Does make sense. I don't know. I love it. But this is the winner. Like I said, I like Milan to, to get a few goals here. I, I would almost consider like them getting three definite, definite potential. Yeah, and yeah, I think Lazio find a way to get a goal. I mean, I, I, I do. Yeah, yeah, I think they get a goal um, based on the way Milan's been playing defense the past few games. And when we were looking at pod locks before I saw you had had a downer, I said, what about, you know, the over in this match? Minus 120 seems like a great number. Lazio's been good to us. They haven't let us down with the overs. I think we're probably undefeated in their overs this year. So we ride. All right. Keeping with the Liverpool theme here, I'm actually going to go with a team that Liverpool actually found joy against, and that is Wolverhampton. Um, So Manchester City are playing Wolves at home. Wolves are a terrible, terrible team. Um, They're actually plus 275 to be relegated, which I think is a great bet because uh, currently West Ham and Everton are favored over them. And I think one of those teams figures it out. So that's just a little bonus pick. If you guys are looking for a future plus 275 for Wolverhampton is a pretty good bet right now, but Manchester city taking on this pretty meager team at a time where Manchester city has kind of struggled for goals a little bit. We saw them scoring just like three, four five at a clip in the first half of the season. And it, it hasn't come that easily since the world cup, but I think this is an opportunity for them to break out. I talked about it when we were discussing it earlier, but Pep has really liked to, to tinker here. And I think that's kind of caused them to drop their form a bit um, playing Holland as a false nine when Holland has scored 20 something league goals already is a, a an odd one. Um, as a result, you saw Holland get only three touches in the attacking half in the first half against United. Uh, that cannot happen. Ugh. It should not happen. It's insane, Wolves. isn't it? Like how, how does a striker that good not get touches? You, you make him drop back and play midfield. That's yeah. how it, it makes no sense. Play Holland as a true nine. You don't have to do anything smart about that. He's that good. Uh, so I think that they're going to come out and, and score a lot of goals. So I have city to score in both halves at minus minus one twenty. Um, And it's, it's a little bit of hearsay for me because I love taking wolves unders, but their defense has not been the same since Connor Cody left and uh, Julian Lopetegui, Lopetegui, I can't say his last name. Lopetegui. That guy. That Has come in. Uh, So I think they're going to get a couple goals here. They'll probably score at least one per half. You might see a couple per half, but minus 120 is a pretty good price for that, I think. Yeah, I think they try to play a little more positive now with Lopetegui, a, a little less kind of park the bus style. All right, so for my last one, I am going to stay in England. I'm going straight through the Premier League this this week because another one that jumped out at me, another one that jumped out at, at Nick was Newcastle Moneyline minus 115 at Palace. Love this bet. Um, Love Palace this bet. Palace has lost four or five in league play, They're, and the only win in that stretch was against Bournemouth. Newcastle unbeaten in their last five, three wins, two draws. These two have played two zero zero draws in the EPL and League Cup. I don't see any way Palace can hold the Magpies again. And, and Newcastle, I think, is just too good. I think they're going to find a way to get the three points. You know, Scotty's boy. Great against Chelsea defensively. Sorry, Coach. Uh, Scotty's boy, Isak, back and scoring, if I'm not mistaken. Second half goal, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah late, late goal. It. Late yeah. winner against Fulham. Love to see it. All right. The last one. This is this to me. Like, I feel like this is going to be our 10 and 0 week, and it hinges on this bet right here. And it's not even because I love it, but we have to do it for the fans. We are going back to corner kicks. We haven't had a corner kick bet, I feel like, in like four or five weeks. Got to bring it back. Juve Atalanta, over nine and a half corners. It is plus 110. Atalanta corners hovering right around five a game. 
I think the confidence is up. Uh, their recent run of form, especially, I mean, they didn't get corners last week, but that's because every fucking shot went into the net in their 8-2 win. Um, Juve is kind of hovering around that same number, so they have had uh, their team total 5, 5, 8, 6, and 4 in their last five games, and the fact that they had four corners when Napoli absolutely demolished them is a, a pretty good accomplishment. I think this game being the crucial battle in the top four that we said that it was, uh, I expect a lot of chances, and I'm shocked to see this at plus money. So plus 110, 10 corners, five each, five a half. I don't care how you slice it up. I think we get there, and you know when this hits, we're going 10 and up. Nick, Juve are banned from a bet slip. That's okay. It's okay. We gotta, and that was we reinforced. That was reinforced last week when I took them draw no bet at Napoli because the number was too good to be true, and, and it wasn't too good to be true because they got absolutely demolished. But uh, I think to get this, you're going to need Atalanta attacking like they normally do. Juve kind of sitting back and defending, and you're going to get some deflections and clearances and things like that. And I think we're going to have to get like one or two more from Atalanta, I think, than Juve, and then we get like a six four split or something. Yeah, this this reeks of a, a a broken a broken heart corner at some point in the 80th minute by Juve that that keeps the over from hitting. I will say though that is true. We have been not you know we're we're not conspiracy theorists, but the last I think two or three games I bet corners we've been at the mercy of the referees who just have made some incorrect calls and you know you're not going to fucking VAR for a corner kick or anything like no, that. But no, never. We, we've uh, we've been a little bit unlucky, so I think the tide turns here. That was also part of my logic. All right. Well, the good news for you is we still have the pod lock, which has been on fire lately. This week we have a, a real doozy. Uh, it's a number that doesn't quite make sense, but you got to ride with it. So we're going worldwide. Hat tip to coach. We have Real Madrid draw no bet at Athletic Bilbao. It's minus 135. We played around with the money line. The money line at plus 135 is also really, really tempting, but this is a lock. This is a free money is free money bet. And you're not going to find any more free money than a Real Madrid draw no bet against a team. I listen, they're in eighth place, but this is a team that Real Madrid should absolutely be taking to the to the like bank. Bill Bow strikes me as one of those teams that like 18 games played, 17 goals scored. Yeah. I don't know if that's true or not. That's just kind of how I feel about them. Yeah, I think their I think their defense has been on par with Madrid. Yeah, 17 goals conceded versus Madrid's 16 goals conceded. Um, offense is not so they they have 24 25 goals versus Madrid's 36. Oh, good so, for them. Okay, yeah, more credit than I expected to give them. Yeah, but I don't think uh, I don't think there'll be many goals in this one for for Bilbao. No, no way. And I think um, Real just coming off of the smackdown that Barcelona laid on them. Um, they're they're not letting that happen two games in a row. They're they're way too good for that. So um, Vinny Junior revenge game. Some are saying. Yeah, and Athletic Bilbao no wins in the last three. So I'm not exactly in form either. Yeah, I, I like it. When you get a number like this on a team like Madrid against a, like a mid-table club, Bilbao was always tough, but I even recent history, they Madrid's taking care of business there year after year. So it's not even like it's like a bugaboo kind of stadium for them. Nope. Love it. Draw no bet. Cannot lose. Podlock 10-3 and three on the year. We are looking to improve. 
Everybody, thank you so much for listening. I uh, hope you had as much fun as we did. Ride these winners with us. Consider becoming a patron, patron, Patreon, patron. Um, patron on Patreon. It, all of that. We're, we're doing work over there. We are uh, also posting the write-ups. If you don't have time to listen to the episode, you have early access to all of our episodes. Um, and we definitely have been giving out some exclusive props and other bets that do not make it on there. So... Definitely check us out there if you haven't already. Thank you guys so much. See you next week.